Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 286 for Wednesday, October 26, 2022. How are you, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you living your best life? Are you having a good time? Uh, what's going on this week? Let me tell you. Um, first off, let me introduce my, I might be on uh, coffee. <laughs> let me introduce to you my podcast. My name is Josh Williams. I'm a comedian, uh, marketing rep earthling. What do I, what do I do? I do all sorts of different kinds of things. I am a personality for sale and, um, this is my podcast. This is me kind of my public journal where I tell you what's going on with me personally, professionally, any interesting thoughts or goofy thoughts that I may have may prove interesting to me, may prove incredibly boring to you, but you're here with me. And I tell you kind of what's been up uh, in my life in the last uh, seven days, you know, and, um, this last week gang, I had, uh, I did a big convention event thing at the, uh, the national women's show at the EY center here in Ottawa. Um, <laughs> which might sound funny to you guys like Josh was at the women's show. Yeah. I, uh, I am capable of being quite charming to the fairer sex, uh, demographic ages 30 to 80. No, um, I don't know. I, I, I like having fun. I was, uh, representing Amarula cream. I'll tell you guys about that. I'll tell you cause I had some experiences, uh, you know, before the show, after the show, during the show. I also did a, a stand-up show that I'll tell you guys a little bit about. And, uh, and I watched a movie. I think I watched more than just that movie, but I don't remember. Ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to write this note down. Uh, I'm going to hit pause so I'm not bothering you guys while I write it down. All right. That notes there. That'll help me fill some time later if I need it. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me tell you guys too. I, uh, I weighed in, weighed in recent. What's the most re- weigh, recent weigh in? Uh, 286 pounds. Sorry, 282 pounds. Um, because I started at, uh, 322. So that's, uh, let's see, 18, that's about uh, 40 pounds. I'm about 40 pounds. That's can't, that can't be right. 20 pounds would be 302 and then 92. Yeah. That's fuck on damn near 40 pounds, 40 pounds in two months. Um, I'm sure those cheats some days and everything like that definitely delayed me. I had some days where, you know, I thought I was eating. Oh, that's something that happened too. Yeah, I had, you know what? I had a wonderful dinner with the love of my life that I didn't even write on this list. Oh, geez, I'm at the pause again, you guys. Okay, I think that's everything for now. Um, so what do I tell you guys? I, uh, yeah, I had dinner with the love of my life, did a comedy show, watched some stuff, and then uh, I did the women's show. So let's, uh, what do we start with? Let's want to start with the long one? Let's start with the long one. 
Um, I did the weigh-in. I did the weigh-in of, uh, you know, 382. I'm happy to be down 40 pounds. Like I told you guys in the last episode, things are fitting better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm uh, happy. I think I'm happy. Um, I guess I'll announce something too about, uh, about my, my, uh, what my life, a little life event I got that I'm happy about. Ah, who gives a shit guys, the woman's show. Uh, big convention with all sorts of products for women. So, you know, there's going to be food, you know, there's gonna be drinking, you know, there's gonna be fucking vibrators. And then there's going to be a bunch of like, uh, other stuff pandering. Um, it's so a lot of cosmetic products. Oh, you better believe it. Um, you know, nutritional stuff, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. Well, you know, I'll tell you those boots when we get to it, guys, my job was, uh, Amarula cream. We were going to be, we we're going to be giving out samples of Amarula cream in the tasting zone. Um, but in order to do that, I had to pick up some stuff. Um, so basically the, the footprint at the show was going to be a bar, nice sort of like tiki kind of simple bar with a canopy. Then there's this like big foam rock that has like Instagram hashtagables in it. Right. And then this tree I had to build and I have already done and have like, I've already picked up this tree from Montreal and drove it back to Toronto in a day. And I don't know if I did a podcast that week or not. That's how behind I am. But if I did, I told you about it. And if I didn't, I done, didn't tell you about it. Um, I think I actually did that without ever stopping in the, in the, 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 the green grass oasis, you guys. But, um, we, we are having it all loaded in. It was being delivered by a professional company. And then, um, the issue that we were having a little bit of logistical stuff, and this happens with marketing is that, the, the team in Toronto had people available to pick it up and drive back to Toronto on Monday, but the center needed us out Sunday night. So my team was like, you know, Hey, maybe we'll rent a truck so that we can push all the stuff out of the, the thing into the truck, store it in the truck overnight, and then have a team from Toronto come and transfer it from trucks. And I was like, that's a lot of, if you're going to rent a truck anyways, why not just have me drive it back? And they were like, that's, that works. They're like, if you want to drive back, that works. So I, um, that was the plan. So for, in order to get this truck, they had to get it to me on Friday. So I had, I'd pick up the truck Friday, have it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday to bring everything back. So I, um, sorry, I just realized I'd sent some confirmation messages and haven't heard back. Um, so hope everything is well in regards to that. Um, yeah, very strange. One sec. Sorry, gang, for the scatterbrainedness, just uh, a lot going on. And uh, sorry, some questions I, I kind of needed answered. Anyways, um, so the point is I had to pick up the truck on Friday. That's all it was. So Friday was a, a long day in the sense that I had to go pick up a truck, drive across the city to the EY Center. We did a, a setup for the event. So Ethan and I followed uh, Ethan, uh, a friend of mine, uh, you know, former employee at NEO, um, brought Ethan along cause he's a good kid and a good worker. Got a, got a, a rough shake from, uh, from Neo. They treated him bad, um, as they do with most of their employees, but particularly, uh, treated bad, uh, to Ethan. So anyways, good kid brought him along, got him the gig and, uh, and we, we set everything up together. Didn't take us very long. We got everything set up, but the tree was, was a giant pain in the ass. So we had this like Indiana Jones final scene of the, you know, the movie, warehouse scene with all these big crates. It was like a crate like that that was shipped to us that had a bunch of stuff in it. We ended up building it, putting it in storage. It was pretty easy that, that part of the day. So pick up the truck, 
get to the EY center, set everything up, uh, finding our way in was a bit of a trouble the first day and then whatever. Um, not really interesting for you guys, but just, just, you know, grunt work. But after the show, um, I had something called, uh, what was it? Uh, something permit. So SOP special occasion permit or something. It allows you to like distribute alcohol at a, at a big event. It's like a permit, but I thought the SOP was also a like purchase order. Cause they're like, take your SOP to this location and you can buy, you'll get all the, the booze you need. So when I was in Toronto, Jen had provided me, um, with a company card made life easy for buying stuff. The only thing is when I got there, they didn't have anywhere near enough stock. And I was like, Oh, isn't this like a purchase order? Like imagine buying something online. It's like, yeah, take this into the store. And then they're like, stores like, Oh, you, we don't have it. It's like, what do you mean? You don't have it. So it was, um, Oh my God. I'm so glad I didn't have all that stuff in the truck. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I remember I, I, I picked up what they had there. It was a giant pain in the ass, but they helped me out. They were good people at the LCBO on bank street. I picked up what they had, but they're like, they're like the only other, the only place in the city that has enough of what you're looking for is like this train yards location. I'm like, I am so not driving there in rush hour with this gigantic cube truck. So I'm driving home. I'm going to swap to my vehicle and throw everything in the back of, of, of my vehicle. Well, as I'm driving guys, I mean, I don't know if you've ever driven a 20 foot cube van, like I've, I've had experience driving reefer trucks, uh, when I was doing the hometown hockey tour, I've driven that RV, which was two pieces with the trailer, like some of these bigger vehicles, you know, you gotta, you gotta speed up slow and you gotta slow down slow. You know what I mean? Like you can't just slam on your fucking brakes for whatever reason, every terrible driver in Ottawa was out driving Friday. And I had people that were just for no reason cutting me off. It's like, you're, you're, you're cutting off a giant truck like I'm slowing down, right? Like I've got lanes as red light coming up. I'm slowing down, you know, but they'll just cut me off and dead halt. And I'm like, you can't do that. I, I need the extra time to slow down. You don't jump in front of a truck and stop right away. Like it was just the worst thing. So I had to slam on the brakes a few times. And when I got home, I remember, uh, I was going to transfer some stuff into my vehicle. I opened the gate and the back of the truck is like a fucking giant puddle of the product it's running all over the place it looks like a frying pan you know if you like drop something in it runs around the edges and you're trying to like coat the pan and it looks like just runny tears in all the different directions until you can get the whole thing like you literally need a spatula to like rub it in so that it's not just a bunch of like a like a a grease you know uh fence kind of look the whole floor had that, that just fluid every, which way you could see every, which way it ran. The boxes were now not at the back of the truck, but they were all the way at the front. just, and I only lost two bottles, but because of how much liquid was all over the floor, all the boxes were soaked. Everything we had was fucking soaked. I was in such a bad mood. I had to drive to the thing. And then afterwards for turn, you know, turned out we only lost two bottles. Just, I spent a lot of my Friday hunting down product and, and dealing with it. So um, the boxes that were in my vehicle, I, I moved them to the truck the next day. Um, you know, we went slow and, and, you know, we had to take the truck, I had to take the truck just because of the amount of stuff that we'd be switching around and whatnot. Anyways, long story short, the, the first day of setup and pickup was a nightmare On to the women's show getting there uh, Saturday morning. I worked with, uh, Izzy, Ethan, and, uh, my daughter, Brooklyn. It was a good, uh, a good, uh, event because our booth was very popular. Everybody who worked with us 
um, from the women's show. I didn't know if they were EY center employees or women's show employees, but we had a mix of both. Honestly, a big shout out to Alex, um, at the, at the EY center, big shout out to David at the EY center. Alex was like one of the, the, the guys, I believe he was EY employee. He was great because he just moved everything around for like, he, he was great at getting me stuff. I needed him and I used to play on the same little league team when we were, we were little kids. So I knew Alex it was great seeing him because he honestly made my life easy by giving me dollies and shit like that when I needed them. Big rock star hooked me up big time. Um, big shout outs to David, uh, who worked at the EY center. Sorry, David was on the women's show team. Uh, he made sure that we had ice and everything like that, that we needed over the course of the weekend. Um, sorry, David was the top coffee guy. Fuck. We, we were doing mixing of Amarillo cream with coffee, iced coffee or hot coffee, plant-based, not plant-based. I'll talk about that shit in a little bit, but he made sure we had, we had the coffee that we needed. No issues. Eric was making sure that we had ice. And Eric also told me how to get my vehicle parked. Cause on Sunday after the event, it was like, okay, at, at five o'clock on Sunday, everyone's going to be tearing down their stuff. We have three loading doors and like 150 exhibitors. So imagine, and ours, we had to, because of the giant crate, we couldn't roll it into the truck. It had to be like dock to dock kind of thing. So I needed one of these loading docks. Um, Eric made sure that we, we had one, like walk me right to one in the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. So huge shout out to Eric just while I'm doing the rounds. And then Mikey as well, same job as Eric. It was helping coordinate everything. He was good at telling us kind of, you know, here's how you want to, you know, get your truck in and, and just getting me the stuff that I needed. Like Eric and, uh, Mike, uh, were, were amazing. They were from the women's show, Alex and David from the EY center were absolutely phenomenal. Big shout out to those guys. Um, but anyways, we got everything going real nice and easy on Saturday morning. We figured out our system. Um, you know, everyone got to wander around and look at things. It was, it was really, really great. Um, what we were doing was we were sampling Amarula cream. Amarula cream is a liqueur. Um, it comes, so get this, I'll give you guys a little bit of the info that we were sharing with, uh, with attendees at the, uh, national women's show. Amarula cream is made from the marula fruit, which grows in South Africa. Uh, they also call it the tree of life. Um, whenever you see those pictures of the savannah and it's like a single solitary tree and like an elephant will be approaching it, like that's the marula tree. So these little plants that look like kind of like uh, little plum lemon things, um, the elephants love it. I believe that they ferment and they get them drunk, but the elephants absolutely love it. So this drink is made by... Um, distilling the, the, the juice and fermented stuff from the Marula plant. So that's what it is. There's a lot of, uh, you know, Bailey's and, and, and Irish creams tend to use whiskey as a base to make their drinks alcoholic. Um, this one uses the, the Amarula distillate and then, you know, cream is added. So it's a, it's a nice flavor. It's really, it's been around for a long time. I think it's at least close to two decades old on shelves here, but there was surprise at how many people didn't know what it was. Um, for Amarula, what they do is on the necks of every bottle, there's like these little handwoven tassels. Those are actually made by women in Africa and Amarula buys every single one of them for every single one of their bottles to give some money back to the community. And where they harvest the Marula fruit from is like, um, the elephants always have first crack at them. They actually let the animals, um, you know, have their fill of the, of the fruits before they go in and, and take the remainder. So it's, um, it's, they're not plundering from the community. They're not plundering from the local wildlife. Uh, it's a cool little drink. And then, uh, we were sampling the uh, regular Amarula cream and then the plant-based, which instead of using cream was using coconut uh, milk, which seemed very, very popular. Um, so we were doing samples of that and it was a nice little activation, just two days, uh, taking turns, sending team members on breaks and to go wander around and look at stuff. 
Um, it was also cool because I got to see my friend Lydia who I've done, uh, activations with before and talked about it. I got to see Brit who have done activations before and talked about it. Sal, I've done activations and talked about it. And I actually saw an ex-girlfriend of mine from when I was a, when I, a young kid back around the same time that I actually first met the love of my life, Crystal. Um, my, uh, my ex Candace was there and she was selling vibrators. Um, just funny enough to like run into people I haven't seen in a while. But, um, it was, it was an interesting show because I saw all sorts of different stuff. Um, you know, they had like this, uh, chicken sausage station from, from, uh, Maple Lodge, which is like a, a company here in Canada. I don't think that they're outside of Canada, but they, they sell all these different like chicken based things, chicken bologna, chicken bacon, chicken hot dogs, chicken, all this other shit. And their stuff tastes cheap. We used to sell it when I worked at Giant Tiger, which was like a, a small little Kmart or something like that from the U S you know, it's like if Walmart was, was, uh, you know, a fifth the size, that's what, uh, that's what, what giant tiger is. Um, but these were actually really good. It was from a, from a series, I guess that Mabel Lodge had called, uh, the ultimate and they did like spicy regular sausage. And I tell you like, cause I can't eat anything. I'm like, well, that's pure protein. So I know I can have like a, a sample of that and I'm not fucking my, my diet up too much. Um, they were delicious. Um, and even at the end of the event, they gave me a couple packages to take home, which was awesome. Um, absolutely free. I love free stuff. Um, there was all sorts of other things. I remember I got into conversations. They had women being police, women being correctional officers, women in the military. So they were trying to like recruit. We had, um, what else? I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that I saw other, other alcohol vendors too, but it was all like local stuff. Like we were like the big brand, you know what I mean? Like Amarillo owned by, I believe PMA, like a big, a big company, um, multi, you know, international multinational company. Um, so it was interesting. Um, it was interesting to be like the big dog and then all these other ones, but it was cool to see the story of like local places too. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones they had like cocktail bombs. So it was like, imagine you're like, Oh, I don't know how to make a pina colada. Well, they would have like these cocktail bombs, like, like little bath bomb, maybe the size of a big jawbreaker. Well, big jawbreakers can be the size of a baseball. These were about the size of a ping pong ball. And you would like drop it in. I don't know if it was water or just booze. And it would like turn the drink into the cocktail mix. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting idea. If you have no mixology, the only thing is that, um, they were like six bucks each or like five for 30 or something like that is expensive. Like you may as well. And, and this is without the alcohol. You still have to add your own alcohol. So by the time you buy alcohol and add it, like, why don't you just go out and buy the cocktail? You know, and you know, something that's like foam and fizz isn't going to taste as good as something that's like the real juices and stuff like that. So I remember seeing things like that. There was again, a ton of like vibrators, lots of cosmetic stuff. Um, there was a great gentleman, uh, I believe it was Adriel. I don't want to get his name wrong, but, uh, he was phenomenal from a company. Oh, can you remember the name, Josh? No. Give me one sec, guys. I gotta, I gotta plug him proper. All right. So we've got this product called Shea on you, Shea on you, which is made of Shea butter. Shea butter guys is a great product for eczema, psoriasis, uh, rosacea, a ton of different things. The only thing is that a lot of products that have shea butter in them don't, um, don't use a lot of it. They use like enough to say that it's in there, which is like, you know, one or 2%. Whereas if you can get like real shea butter, um, it, it, it will make a difference on your, I'm going to put some on my, my wound scar. Probably don't have an episode to explain why I have a wound scar in my arm, but we'll get there. There you go. Little stab wound, stab wound. Stay tuned. Look for old episodes as they drop. Um, yeah, I, uh, oh, this stuff's great. This stuff's great. I'm trying to get this fucking fuzz off of it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, Shed Butter's great. The brand, uh, go to the website. 
Um, it is superiorbrand.ca and it's like shea butter. They got a lot of, a lot of great products, but a uh, reasonable price too. This is like 80% shea butter in the mix. Um, my friend Patrick, I hope he wouldn't mind me saying this. I don't see why he would mind, but, um, Patrick, um, had like eczema on his fingers and it was like cracked super bad. And I remember like, this is like 20, 25 years ago. He, uh, went to like a farmer's market and bought a tiny little tin, you know, uh, what's a good example. What's a good size tin. Um, all right. If you're familiar with like the, the lush, um, what is it? The lush, uh, shampoo bars. They've got a, they've got a tin that you can put those in. So that tin does this come off? Sorry, I'm fucking with the container right now. It looks like the bottom comes right off. Um, they, uh, he bought a tin of that for about 80 bucks and it was pure shea butter. And I remember he was rubbing this on his, on his hands and stuff like that. Um, and within like a couple of weeks, his hands had healed. Like they were in rough shape and I don't mean like, oh, they're really dry. I'm talking like split. It looked like someone had sliced his fingers up with a knife. You know what I mean? Just like slicing skin, like where it would lift up real high and red and bloody underneath. Like it was rough. But it was, but it was eczema. You're washing your hands so much in the kitchen. You're, you're playing with a lot of different foods and oils and stuff like that. And you have to keep washing them to keep, you know, salmonella and stuff. So, um, he was not in a good way. And after two weeks of using the shea butter, uh, his hands looked, um, way better. Immaculate? No, but they just looked like, you know, they're a little dry. And so, um, I know some people in my life that I care about that struggle with psoriasis, that struggle with rosacea. And I was chatting with, uh, with Adriel, I believe it was, I want to make sure that I get his name right because he's been so, so good to me. Um, I even meant to, uh, to, to message earlier Adriel. Yeah. From superior brand and, uh, check out his website. I already said it once. I'd say it again, superiorbrand.ca. If you know anyone who's struggling with that stuff, I'm telling you pure shea butter, um, really does work. You just can't buy like the lotion, right? Cause everyone knows that like lotions and moisturizers will over the long, you know, long-term dry you out. Like they moisturize you temporarily, but then you dry you out. Ladies, when you use fucking lip balm every five minutes, you know, chap, chaps, where you're teaching your body that it doesn't have to moisturize your lips because, you know, you're going to provide the moisture. Well, that's what moisturizing cream does when you use it all the time is it basically makes your body dependent on it. It stops creating its own moisture because you're giving it moisture. Um, so when you use something like uh, a moisturizing cream that has shea butter in it, they put like 0.5 of a percent, 1% of that whole thing is shea butter. It's enough to say that it's in there but it doesn't do anything. And the moisturizing cream is going to do infinitely more harm than the little bit of shea butters that's in there. Um, this gentleman, Adriel is also a bot, not a botanist, sorry, a, a, a biochemist. And so he created the product because his daughter had eczema when she was little and she's 19. Now she has no eczema anymore. Like at least not no visible signs of it because she uses shea butter and takes care of herself. This product was so helpful. He created the brand. Um, and he was very, very kind to provide me with some, um, super, super good dude. I, I strongly suggest you checking out his company. Um, yeah, a beautifully scented shea butter blend for your whole body. It is a superior moisturizer and has exceptional healing properties for the skin. A superior blend of shea butter, cocoa butter, mango butter, and essential oils, jojoba, tea tree, camphor, lemongrass, eucalyptus, juniper, and sweet marjoram. Yeah. Um, and it's made in Canada. How about that? Canadian company. So, um, yeah, another example of one of the products that was there. Um, you know. That's, that was the woman show guys. Uh, all sorts of cool shit. I had a good time wandering. I probably can't remember a bunch of the stuff that I saw. Um, but it was a, it was a good time. 
I know there's going to be one in Toronto, I think like November 5th or something like that, whatever weekend lands near there. So um, if you're in the Toronto area, feel free to check it out. I'm sure a lot of these same vendors are going to be there, uh, including my team uh, from the Amarula. So by all means, oh, here comes the yawn. What time were we here? 6.12 on the Thursday. So this is a this is a day late. I do apologize. I didn't get a chance to say that. I am sorry for uh, for being a day late, gang. It's been a, it's been a rough week. Um, you know, and I'll tell you about this, this portion of the week that that's really part of next week's episode another time. But, um, we got through the, the, the Saturday and everything like that. We, um, we, we got some cool samples. They were giving everybody to, um, like loot bags, which was funny because it's like these giant, uh, food basics bags. And then you looked inside it and it was like samples of laundry detergent, uh, bait, like, like a, like a can of bush kidney beans, like not even like, Hey, here's chili. Like at first I'm like, oh, bush beans. That's where I use for my breakfast. Like, you know, that they got maple beans that you can have at breakfast. It was like, no, this is not a self-contained cider. It's literally like an ingredient of chili. So I'm like, what am I going to do with just a can of kidney beans? It was hilarious. But they had, um, they had like this tofu, uh, crumble that I guess was like a meat alternative. So it's like, Hey, use this instead of meat for your next tacos or something like that. Like that was in there. Uh, nothing stands out particular like it was it was some like not a lot but some weird shit anyways um we had done some trades and 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 had some people give us some free shit or whatever so like it was a cool amalgamation of, of, of different things but um yeah it was a, it was a kind of a cool little overall uh you know event uh lots of cool shit so when we came time to tear down um mike from the women's show was super cool he was super nice he was like hey when you guys get uh, when you get done for the day, pack up as quick as you can. You've already got the dock. We, I put the truck in at three o'clock on a Sunday. So we were good to go come five o'clock, but they were saying like, Hey, you can't wheel it dollies and you can't, you know, wheel in your giant crate until after all the purple carpet has been brought up. So in between all of the, you know, exhibitors booths, there was purple, purple carpet for everyone to walk around on. So we were very respectful. We, we waited. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to wait. We started packing our stuff up and everything like that, but we're like, we'll wait until, um, until the carpet's up, like we were told to leave. So we had all of our shit torn down. We were, we were, we were being good bitches. And all we're seeing is all these women coming in with, with their dollies and their crates and just rolling across the carpet. And I was like, you can't roll yourself in the carpet. Like, oh, we got to go guys. I'm telling you right now, not to be chauvinistic, but, uh, there weren't a lot, there weren't a lot of, 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 uh, kiosks, if you will, you know, sections, stations, whatever run by men. But I'm telling you, the guys waited until the carpets were up. The women did not. They're like, we have things to go. It's important. And it was so funny to see a room full of women not listening to the rules. You know, you're going to fucking repeat yourself over and over and over again with these chicks. No, um, it was, it was, it was, um, it was shitty to see because, uh, they were being very rude. Um, when, when the, even like the event staff was saying like, guys, you can't come in yet. Like you can, you can roll little carts, but you can't roll a giant dolly. You can't roll your giant crates across the carpet. You're going to ruin the carpet. You know, let them get the carpet up first. Didn't listen. They were so rude. They were so entitled. Oh my God. The amount of like Teslas and, ah, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just turn into an angry fucking, you know, uh, I'm going to be a little chauvinistic and I don't want to, cause I don't, I don't believe that in my heart, but it was just like all these different products. Like you could see, you could see the, uh the entitlement and the lady boss, like they looked like they were walking hashtags instead of like contributing members to an event. 
You know what I mean? Like they may have been polite to, to customers. They might not have been for all I know, but they may have been polite, polite to event goers, but they were absolutely reprehensible to the event staff and to the venue staff. It was like me, 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 me. I got to go. The amount of like Teslas you saw filled with boxes. It was like, oh, you're, you don't even know to rent a vehicle to bring all your assets. You know, you're going to just like ruin your car with all your, it doesn't matter. Not my business, not my business. A little ugly on my part. I apologize, but it was just one of those, like I laughed on the way out. So uh, again, Mike and Eric came up and thanked us for waiting for the carpets to come up. We, we got our stuff packed up. Okay. I got, um, we put it all in the, the, the truck. This is around, I would say six 30 ish. We're starting to get it into the truck. Um, cause the whole idea is like, it all goes in this giant crate. So packing it takes effort and, and ginger, we got to wrap everything in Saran and everything like that, just to keep everything from scratching itself, whatever. And I, I had a ratchet strap. So I roll the bar into the truck. It's really just the bar in this crate. There's two things going back to Toronto. Right. And that's my following day. My following day is wake up, drive this truck to Toronto, dump everything off and then drive it home, drop it off at the truck window place. I strap. So opening up the back of the truck, I strap the bar to one wall, got a ratchet strap, strap it to one wall and the other crate, it's big enough, but I, I put the lock on one of the wheels and it's like, it was, it took two, three people to get it moving in the first place. So I'm like, okay, it should, it should survive for now. Um, you know, just, just getting back, um, get in the truck, drive away with Brooklyn. It's just me and Brooklyn at this point said goodnight to Ethan. Great job. Ethan is he everything. And the very first stop sign was here. Bang. And it's like, hits the back truck. I'm like, oh my God, is that fucking thing moving? And there's nothing we do about it. It doesn't matter if it's moving, it's moving. We don't have any more ratchet straps. So it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, uh, driving back to crystals is, is three, four minutes from, from the place. We hear it bang once or twice more, barely moving, stopping nice and slow. Um, and I, I said to Brooklyn, when I parked the car, I'm, like, I'm, I'm terrified to go back there and look, I've already lost a bunch of bottles of booze in this fucking truck. Um, and we go up in the back. The crate is now where the bar was, the bar that was strapped against the wall and we can't see the bar. I'm like, where the fuck is the bar? The bar had like moved itself like an L shape. So from one against one wall to it was against the front of the thing. And the, and the crate was where the bar was the door. One of the doors in the bar, even though it was closed and locked. And I have no idea how this is possible had broken off of, of the thing. So I, I had no idea how things were moving around in there, how the door caught, even though the bar, the lip of the bar sticks out farther than the door. So I don't know how this crate that's, that's evenly rectangular could have got under the bar to rip the door. It made no sense. So I borrow Crystal's car and I fly to Home Depot at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. I check to make sure they're open, but I'm like, holy fuck. So we grab more ratchet straps and I strap the, the crate to one wall, but I strap it around the wheels. Cause I'm like, how do I strap this in place and have it not move? Right. I've lost faith in the ratchet straps since, you know. I strapped the bar against the wall and somehow it unstrapped itself and rolled per, like no sense, no sense to it, no sense, but stress. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I call Jen and I'm like, yeah, well the door's broken off the bar and I'm so sorry. No idea how this happened. Uh, but I'm like, I've got everything strapped down. I've got the wheels strapped in place. You know, I put three fucking ratchet straps on that giant crate and then one to strap the, the bar against the front. Anyways, that worked. Uh, no, no part of the story will, will do that. But it was like, like the way it had moved was almost like you ever play those games. Like you see the ads for them on your phone and it's like, you know, 
a parking lot and you have to like move this car to move that car to move this one to move that one to move this like it's almost like it's just like okay this is going to take some strategy how do i get all these things moved to move that or bricks or blocks or whatever it is the whole idea is it's strategy to move everything around but it's not it's not just gonna move on its own it's not enough room i have no idea how that bar unstrapped itself and flipped itself around um to, and then for the, the other thing to be in its place when it opened up, like, like it wasn't physically impossible, but it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have ended up the way it was. Um, but we got everything strapped down, uh, and it made the trip back to Toronto. So I will say that the, no part of my return trip, uh, to Toronto will, will be like, oh, everything was broken or whatever. Like it, it was, it was fine. Um, however, that truck, I didn't learn because I was in the city the whole time and I, I didn't go fast because you need to be able to stop shop early. That fucking truck had a limiter on it, a speed limiter, a regulator, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, would not go over hundred miles, sorry, miles would not go over hundred kilometers an hour. Um, the speed limit on the 401 is up to 110 now. So I couldn't even go the speed limit the whole way back to Toronto. And as usual, um, you need, uh, you know. Uh, I, I, uh, I was under the gun time-wise. I had to get to Toronto and get the assets back to the warehouse before they closed at 5 PM. Now I woke up at crystals, got in the car, came back. It was a little later morning than I had expected, but, um, I get home and I'm like, okay, it's early. I think it was still like eight 30 or something like that. And I'm like, I got to get blood work done. Cause I have a doctor's appointment that I don't want to miss. Um, that was on, I thought it was Tuesday, but it was Wednesday. So I'm like, I want to get them the blood work today so that, you know, I don't want to give it to them Tuesday morning. I got an appointment four in the afternoon. I don't know if that's going to get them the, the stuff in time. Um, so I, I went to get my blood work done. It's like three blocks away. Um, it took an hour and a half. I thought it would be much faster than that. It wasn't, I sat there for an hour and a half. By the time I was done, I was like, holy fuck, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, I still have to go home and take a shower and get ready to go. So I was on the road for 11 and, um, you know, looking at the timeline, it's like, I can get there at four. I'm like, Oh great. I can always shave time off because I do like 120. Well, no, not with this limiter hundred the whole way. And that's that. So I, I was driving this thing. The time didn't really change over the course of the day. And I was actually passing Shannonville again, right? Where I get my marijuana at a good rate. Well, I'm like, I'm looking at the time. I'm like at ah, four o'clock, you know, if there's an accident in the 401, you know, as long as I'm like in and out 10 minutes, I guarantee like I could still get there at four 30. Well, um, this time my trip to green grass oasis, there was two guys working there. Neither of them were helpful. I didn't ask their names or anything like that. Neither one of them were helpful. Um, they didn't offer me anything. They weren't kind or friendly. Um, like I, I blew 200 bucks and I'd got one free pre-roll and I was like, Oh, you know, like that's, that's a shame. You know, my other guy was, was helping me quite a bit. Again, shout out to Jordan W at green grass oasis. Um, so I was a little disappointed with that, but I got back in the road. I had to fill the truck up too. So, so put the gas in the, the truck and whatever back in the road, my new ETA is, you know, uh, four I'm like, I can handle that. Gives me 20 minutes in case of an accident. Uh, long story short, I pulled into, after having to drive through Toronto's, you know, 
uh, rush hour at during four o'clock, right? I'm, I'm going through at the worst possible time. Um, I managed to get everything in. I pulled in at like five to five. We got everything off the truck. Everything had stayed in place. Everything was good. And then I started my trip home, which was another trip through fucking Toronto rush hour. Now it's five o'clock and I'm going the other way. And, and sadly the warehouse is on the far side of Toronto. I, I, I come at it from the East and it's, it's all the way at the West and Toronto's a big fucking city. It's the, it's the New York of Canada. So I get to drive their rush hour in a truck that was limiters. That's the worst part, right? Is when you're trying to pass something, whatever, and you're just, you just can't, can't, it's not even like, oh, it takes a while for me to get up to speed. It's just like, no, it just doesn't go any faster than hundred. It was just a nightmare. Uh, the trip was, you know, an extra 40 minutes each way, because normally I would shave that off by being able to go 120. Wasn't happening with this one. So, um, it sucked, but good gig. I'm happy to be paid for just driving. They, they always take good care of me at, uh, influence marketing. So a pleasure just, uh, telling you the stress, the truck, if we ever did it again, I, I did the, the thing a while back in a, in a, what do you call it? Uh, enterprise, uh, truck. There was no limiter. The truck handled way better than this one. It was even better on gas. So all of, all of my experience with Penske truck rental, um, the guy there was nice, but everything else about it sucked. It was a shit truck. It took way too much fuel. It had a, it, it, they were like, you're the first one to have this truck. It didn't even have a fob guys. I was literally like, had to hand, hand crank, like both passenger and, and driver door with the, the, the key old school style didn't have like, um, like a, um, a good Bluetooth system in it. Right. It was like, I can connect my phone via USB. It was just like, it was just a lot of shit. Wasn't anywhere for me to put my phone so I could follow the GPS. Like just no part of the experience was, was nice. Even the wheel was like bus style. So instead of it being like in front of me, like a steering wheel, it was kind of like flat and horizontal. And even though I've lost weight guys, it was right up against my stomach. So had I been 40 pounds heavier, you know, like I had this been two months ago, I don't know how I would have fit behind the fucking wheel. Um, it was not a very comfortable ride. And yes, I had the seat pulled back as far as we go. Someone's like, why don't you just put the seat back? Uh, trust me, it was back. So overall, not my idea of a, of a great, uh, great, great vehicle, whatever. But, uh, the event was fun. I was glad to have had the vehicle because it definitely made the event easy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, pop, pop, pop. So let's move on to some other shit, shall we? Um, what do we do next guys? Do we do the dinner or do we do the shows? Friday night. Yeah, I think that was the same night. So Friday night, um, Crystal and I, uh, were deciding like, let's have like a little date night. So we decided we were going to, we like over the course of me doing this diet thing, I have, uh, a couple times done a little cheat with a cauliflower crust pizza at Gabriel's. Um, and I think I'd even, you know, um, advocated for it. Hey, if you're doing keto, did it? well, I, I have since found out that, uh, we, we went to Gabe's, we sat down and the lady was there. I was just taking a look at the menu, see if there's anything else I could have. But, uh, the nice server lady was amazing. And she was like, oh, you know, the, the, I said, is it keto? And she goes, well, I know it's gluten-free, but because there's no, you know, uh, gluten or anything, like I know that a lot of cauliflower crust, they use a lot of sugar to like help it bind, rise, get crispy. And she's like, I really don't think it's keto. I think there's a lot of sugar in it. And I had looked on the internet to see if, if cauliflower crust was keto, but it gave me a bunch of recipes for cauliflower crust saying it was a good keto option. But I, I think this commercial level stuff was not good. So we're looking at the menu, see if there's anything else. And there just wasn't. So we apologized. Um, I'd ordered like a Coke zero or whatever, Pepsi zero, and they, they didn't even charge us for the drinks. But so we left like four bucks and tip, which said, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, 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 no charge. It's just ch- cheap pop, whatever. 
Um, but we decided we were going to go check out maybe the keg, which is the place we go because I know I can eat a piece of meat with some greens. That's keto. Um, but the keg wasn't taking any walk-ins there. So we actually went to a steakhouse called chop and we had amazing service from our server, Lisa, Lisa, shout out to Lisa at chop, uh, on hunt club. Um, Lisa was great. Um, I ordered, I can't remember what I had. I didn't have like a filet. Crystal got the filet mignon and I think I got like a, not a tip. It was, it was boneless what I got. I wish I could remember it. doesn't matter. I got a, I got a nice like 13 ounce piece of meat, uh, with green beans. It was delicious. I didn't get any potatoes or anything like that. Crystal had the flay. I did get Bernays sauce because Bernays sauce is keto and delicious. I might add, but, um, we had a nice meal together. I had a coffee. I had my steak. It was delicious. I had, there's a little bit of squash. I ate it and man, could I taste the sugar? I'm going to tell you guys right now, I can taste salt and I can taste sugar in something like nobody's business because it's like exhumed from my body. Right. Um, I've had little, little, little teeny cheats here and there. Like we got these little sample bags of, of gummies from that sweet 16 company, which are literally 50 calories each and 12 grams of carbs. So I have tasted sugar and stuff, but I'm telling you, like it tastes way more intense when it's not just in your system as a baseline. Um, I had a, I had two, two single chips last night from like a, like a Miss Vicky's kettle cooked style chips that were just salt. But I could, I could, holy fuck, could I taste the salt in it? It wasn't horrific. It was actually just like, oh my God, this is delicious. Oh, the yawning starting. But, um, yeah, we did that. And Lisa was even like, uh, Hey, are you guys celebrating anything? And I go, why, <laughs> why, what do we get over somebody's going, well, you know, you get a free dessert if you're celebrating a birthday. I'm like, oh my God, honey, it's your birthday. And she laughed too. And she got it like, uh, Lisa got it. So I was like, we got a free creme brulee out of the deal. Uh, a little extra, but it was a nice night out. It was a nice night. It was nice having dinner. Then we went home, we watched a movie, which I'll tell you about a little bit later on there. Um, Saturday night guys, Saturday, 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 Saturday. We went to, uh, we, Kamar and I did a show at Lone Star. Lone Star is like a, uh, Lone Star Texas grill or whatever the fuck they call it. It's like a place that does, you know, fajitas and all sorts of stuff like that. I think it likes to see itself as like a kind of country Western, like another Montana's, which is another Canadian brand. Oh, these yawns. Right. Montana's does like, um you know, uh, rib net and steak net and all this, but it's like a, like a wooden outback kind of, you know, place anyways. Um, we, I got there early cause I had to, I did it Saturday night. Right. So then the women's show all day left at six, came home, did a quick fucking change, whatever, fix myself up, grab my vehicle instead of the truck and, uh, and then headed there. But I got there too early. I thought the show was at eight o'clock and it turns out it was at eight 30. I get there at like 20 after seven and I'm fucking an hour early. The place is jammed. I introduced myself to the people, whatever, but I went back, sat in the car. Kamar wasn't there yet. And, uh, and then we went up to do the show and it was one of those shows where like, there's like stage lights on you that are like red and, and blue and green. It's like colored lights instead of a proper spotlight. And the way the room was set up, it's like, oh, not everyone's going to be able to see you. And I don't mean that like, oh, there's some heads in the way. We're talking like the room is split in half. One left side of the room is like high up. The other side of the room is like down in a dance floor. Um, in between those two sections are several posts, like load bearing posts. Plus there's like a wooden fucking, you know, corral fence in between the two sections. So it's just like, they're, they're completely two different parts of the room. There's the bar in the bottom section. So half people are standing down by the bar. You cannot see where the person's talking because there's just too much shit barricading your view. 
So I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go well. I'm like, it's going to be, it's going to be work. Not that it won't go well. It's going to be work because they can't even see us. So, you know, half of them can't see us. Plus everyone at the bar is chatting so loud. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to hear us. It's we're spoken word. Anyway, show starts. Kamar does a really good job of getting it started, you know, uh, as, as well as can be done under the circumstances. And then I, I was looking around and there's all these guys. This is, this is before the show. This is what I do. All right. Little, little peek behind the curtain. You know, my secret sauce is I'll look around the room and just see like how the guys are dressed. What's this, what's going on here? What's going on there? The theme of the room, excuse me, try to find out what everyone does, you know, just, just that kind of stuff. So this was for volunteer firefighters. I'm looking around. These guys have plaid shirts on red plaid, your, your Canadian lumberjack colors, whatever, and jeans. And I'm, I'm already, I'm already like, oh my God, like this is their big Christmas party or holiday party or celebration party, whatever it is. And they're dressed up in jeans and fucking flannel, you know, or I call it flannel, but plaid shirts. And I look at the tables and the tables have plaid, uh, tablecloths on them. And they're like those plastic kind of plastic on the top, the fucking frilly cotton underneath. And so right away, I'm going to make fun of the fact that these guys, their idea of dressing up is looking the same as the tablecloths, right? I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick little jab at them like that, win them over, at least win the women over, right? Cause the women looked great. They, they dressed up, they looked pretty. The guys just dressed like fucking idiots. And, uh, and I, you know, I get to take the stage and I'm like, Hey, congratulations, fellas. Your idea of dressing up is matching the tablecloths. You know what I mean? Like, ha ha ha. And I'm, you know, a little quick joke. And then I tease them again. I go, you guys, you know, the guys dressed up, you go to Lone Star, but you dressed like Montana's servers. Um, you know, another laugh, you know, everyone was, was good sports. And I go, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm making fun of firefighters. You know what I mean? You guys are like every woman's dream. You spend more time making vaginas wet than burning buildings. Oh, big laugh and applause break on that one. And it's like, yeah, I go, you're welcome. I know you'll all use that for the rest of your lives. Um, but I, I, I just joked around with them. And then at one point, you know, uh, I, I sort of like just my ears perked up and I was like, holy shit, nobody in the room is talking. Like everyone's listening. Um, but we had tech issues, even though it was a corded mic, the mic popped and lost its volume several times. So right at a punchline, it would just fucking go dead or whatever. So I had to work back from that several times. Um, to the point where the guy's like literally standing in front of me, kneeled down, not standing, but kneeling in front of me, like working on the tech while I'm trying to like maintain some sort of flow to the show. But, uh, it went well. Um, they got their money's worth for sure. And, uh, and you know, they were very happy on the way out. Like whenever you're on your way out and it was quick too, cause I wanted to go home. Um, but whenever it's, you know, you're, you're leaving and you're shaking a ton of hands on the way out, that's always a good sign. Um, so, I mean, it was a good time. I made money. I made more than I was expecting to make. I actually thought it was gonna be like a really shit gig. Um, but it was, it was better than I thought, which was great. Um, <laughs> gave me some money to spend in Shannonville. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, um, I had a good, I had a decent weekend. I had a decent weekend at the event and then I had a decent weekend in the evenings, right? Friday, I got to have dinner with my beauty. And then Saturday, I got to make some money running my mouth, right? I'm running my mouth right now for twice as long as that show was and making none of that money. Um, but, uh, but Hey, I love you guys. Uh, like a, like an absentee father when I'm, when I'm present, I, I'm doing a decent job of making you feel like I love you. And then I just disappear for a while and you're like, when's he coming back? Um, I, uh, I watched a couple things. I watched the movie pray finally, as I called it on a few episodes ago, Pocahontas versus predator. Um, it was not bad. Um, a couple little things I didn't love about it, but overall it was an entertaining movie. I tried starting it a few times, but I was just too, too, Either too high or too tired. 
Excuse me. I like watching movies with Crystal uh, under the influence and not under the influence. Um, but I watched Prey. My buddy Mike Patterson, a comedian, is in that movie. I'm halfway through the movie. I'm like, is that fucking Patterson? He plays like Big Beard or whatever his name is, but he's like the French bearded guy who's in charge of all the French, uh, you know, trappers and hunters and stuff like that in that movie. But I'm watching it at first. You see him in the dark. I was like, fuck, that guy looks like Patterson. I was like, Jesus, is that fucking IMDb? It sure enough, that's my buddy. So he was, uh, it was cool. That was my favorite part of that whole movie was seeing my friend in it. Um, Mike Patterson, very funny comedian from Montreal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw some, uh, watched Prey. It was fine. If you've seen it, tell me what you think. If not, you know, Hey, it's, it's, it's worth a watch. It's not one that you'd like go back to several times. You know what I mean? It's, but it's, it's a watch the, the action and it's a little, little intense. So. And then we watched Crystal and I, uh, watched, we've been trying to watch it for a while. Um, but the movie fall. So the movie fall is about two bitches. No, it's, uh, these two ladies who, I guess they went mountain climbing one of them with, with, uh, her husband and it's right in the trailer. They're climbing a mountain and the guy goes to like affix his thing in a hole but as he goes to put it in there, like a, a bird or a bat or something flies out, scares him, he falls. Um, you know, he's hooked onto the, the, to his, his wife, but he's like, oh, I can't quite reach the mountain, you know, untie me so I can reach the mountain, unties him. And then the thing that he's attached to, you know, comes out of the mountain and he falls to his death. Oh my God. The first two minutes movie, but stoned and like, you see him fall, you know, it's not like, it's not like you see the thing flop and then just, oh my God, like you see him fall. And it's, it's kind of intense. Like the whole scene's intense, but it's like, yeah, he definitely falls to his death. And then like one year later, she's working on her, you know, she's, she's drinking every day, trying to forget yada, yada, yada. And her friend's like, you gotta, you gotta stare faith, uh, fear in the face and totally go fuck itself and blah, blah, blah. And then the whole thing is like, okay, we gotta, we're going to face our fears. So they go to climb this TV tower. They call it 2000 foot TV tower. I don't know if it's a real tower or not. I, I can't imagine that a TV tower would have ever been built that high. Can't imagine why they would do it, but that's what they're going to, they're going to climb. And then, you know, they get all the way to the top and then, the, you know, it's old and shit. And then the ladders break and now you're stuck up top. It's from the same producers as 47 meters down. So I'm going to tell you it has that same vibe. It has the same, oh, we're attached to the ground, but how do we get down? Right. It's like the, the 50 feet below us of, of, of ladder has all broken off. So how are we going to get out of this mess? You know, um, 47 meters down is like, oh, we're only 47 meters down in the shark cage, but we can't swim up because the sharks are going to get us just like that movie, the shallows. Hey, I'm stuck on this rock and the beach is right there, but I can't get, you know, there's a shark in between me. So it was a lot of elements I've seen before. In fact, one thing that, w- that I watched the movie was, it was exactly the same. I finally got through it. Um, it is worth a watch, but I thought there would be more to it. Sorry for the yawning. I thought there would be more to it. I thought there'd be more elements of the tower in play. And it was not really that. I mean, it was entertaining. There's a bit of a twist. Um, but if you like that kind of stuff, just from the trailer, it looked like they were going to be, you know, it shows a few things, but they, they really show you all of the heart pumping stuff in the trailer, which is a shame because, um, when they're going up, they're showing so many different parts of this, um, tower that you think like it's them working their way back down it. And as they get lower and lower, there's new obstacles and stuff. And it's like, and, and, and not to spoil it, but they're at the top of the tower the whole time. That's the whole movie. Um, you know, so 
um, different things that I'm trying to work on or whatever. Some of them just completely scientifically inaccurate as well. Um, but, uh, it was entertaining and then you get your little twist and then you're like, oh, and then, and then it's over. So, um, fall F A L L is the name of the movie. Um, I, I don't know if I would recommend it. I'll be honest with you. Like I was excited for it. Crystal was excited for it and it was just a letdown. Crystal passed out in the middle of it too. So if that says anything, but, uh, that was kind of my week gang. I was putting a lot of shit together. Um, what do I have any to plug? Uh, nothing. I don't really have anything, um, going on. Like, um, I don't know if I've told you guys about something fun that I have coming up, but I would almost rather like, uh, if I have, I hope you've forgotten it too. Excuse me. I was chatting with Crystal earlier today and, uh, she was, I was saying like, I'd love to have you back on the podcast. She's like, okay, well, I don't want to invite myself. So she's like, I, I feel like, you know, I'd be there. It'd be nice to have her on and we'll talk, but I'd get those Vegas episodes recorded for you guys note too. But, um, I have some stuff that I'm looking forward to coming up. Um, this week I've got more skip work to do. Um, my nephew is having his, I think a second birthday. So I will be doing that, but um, overall, I think I'm going to have a weekend to, to get a little bit of work done and maybe just kind of relax and do some self-care shit. Maybe, you know, clean up my room. Um, I've sold more whiskey this week, um, which is nice because it's all going towards a nice thing. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good guys. I'm really making a lot of income. The only thing is I got an email this morning, um, showing that, uh, oh, why are there so many fucking notifications from this place. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. None of the stuff they ever tell me is good. These fuckers owe me money too. So I'm going to, I'm going to get at them to fucking pay me. Oh, what is this here? Dan Shields. Perhaps Matthew Perry needs a line of meth. Matthew Perry takes aim at Keanu Reeves. Why is Heath Ledger dead, but Reeves still walks among us? Well, Matthew Perry from friends fame is from Ottawa, my hometown. Let's see what this says. Oh, it says update, update. Matthew Perry has issued an apology saying, I'm actually a big fan of Keanu. I just chose a random name. My mistake. I apologize. I should have used my own name instead. That's so stupid. In a statement to people, Perry's upcoming memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing includes more than a handful of revelations, including Perry having to exit a movie after his heart stopped for five minutes. But perhaps the most shocking is a pair of seemingly out of nowhere digs Perry throws at fellow actor Keanu Reeves. At two points in the memoir, Perry questions why why Reeves is still alive when talented act talented in, in quotes, whatever actors and original thinkers like River Phoenix and Chris Farley had tragedies. Well, River Phoenix was a good friend of, of, uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Chris Farley's dead because he was fat and on fucking Coke. Uh, the list of geniuses who were ahead of their time is too long to detail here. Suffice to say near the top of any such list should be my cousin, my co-star in a night of the life of Jimmy Rishon, something river Phoenix Perry writes, Jimmy Reardon. Uh, Perry continues later on. River was a beautiful man inside and out too beautiful for this world. It turned out. It always seems to be the really talented who go, who go down. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix, Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us. River was a better actor than me. I was funnier, but certainly held my own in our scenes. No small feat. When I look back decades later, Keanu Reeves is cited again. When Perry writes about the death of comedian, Chris Farley, his disease had progressed faster than his, than mine had. Plus I had a healthy fear of the word heroin, a fear we did not share. Perry writes, I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room wall. When I found out, 
Keanu Reeves walks among us. I had to promote Almost Heroes two weeks after he died. I found myself publicly discussing his death from drugs and alcohol. I was high the entire time. Friends, lovers, and the big terrible thing is now available for pre-order and release. Da, 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 da. Yeah, there's no real and there's no real talk about the apology or anything. Just sort of it. Well, there you go, guys. A little extra content from you. Matthew Perry sucks, anyways. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, I'm gonna end this episode by saying Friends is one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's stupid and it's another friends, friends, people write an apology. Um, they wrote the friends producers wrote an ap- apology like sometime this year because, Oh, sorry. Friends was so white. No, you're not. You, you wrote a show in the nineties that had a bunch of white people and who gives a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot of white stuff in television. People are doing a good job of diversification. Now that's the thing. You don't have to like pretend that, Oh my God, we were so, you didn't know you were product of your time. Shut the fuck up. Just learn and get better. Right. You get better. You don't, you don't try to, nah, I don't know. You, it's my podcast. I know nothing. All right. Just, just shut up with everybody's apologies and, and, and fuck face Matthew Perry. Um, you know, uh, only apologized because, you know, why would you go after Keanu Reeves? One of the most liked guys, you know, maybe he did just pick a random name, but it's, it's so stupid. You know, he should have even said, well, let me pick a random name here. You know, oh, Keanu Reeves, but Keanu Reeves was a friend of River Phoenix. And I guarantee you, if Matthew Perry was too, there's something between them that Perry was jealous or something, maybe not jealous, but something happened between them where he hates Keanu Reeves. And, and won't own it. Right. This PR guys like you should probably apologize for that. But having said that guys, I got gigs coming up. I'm going to be doing, I, I got a Santa Claus gig. Fuck you. Uh, I'm not playing Santa Claus. It's at the Rito center where I will be taking pictures. That's my gig. 30 bucks an hour to go to work every day and just take pictures of people on Santa's knee. I think it's a sweet gig. I'm excited for it. Going to be nice and easy. I hope, but, uh, I'll be busy. I'll be busy, but it'll be nice and easy to, to, to work. I'm excited. I'm excited. And this thing is going to happen when I'm like done my, my fasting. So, uh, happy fat man right here. Uh, let me tell you, but, um, yeah, you guys are great. All right. Uh, I had a good time at the women's show. Um, you know, I had a great time with my, my lady. I had a great time at the show. I, I got to watch some stuff I've been meaning to watch for a while. So that was fun. Um, send me an email, contact at one man podcast.com. You guys know you send it. I'll read it on the podcast for you. Would love to know what's up to you. Do you watch any movies? You do anything fun? Anything you're looking forward to? We're, we're, we're getting close. I got to say it now because it's going to be before the next episode. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Did anyone watch any good horror movies? Is there any good suggestions? I have not been able to watch horror movies this month. I've been busy. And every time uh, I, I sit down a minute to myself, I don't even think of it. Horror movies are awesome and I wish I'd been watching more of them. Um, you guys, uh, you guys have a great week. Send me an email and I'll talk to you again soon. Let's go girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Shout. No innovations, make no conditions. 